Should this part be in the intro, do you think? I guess it is in the intro now. I mean, that's true. That is true. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the first episode of the OK podcast. Um, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's fine. It'll do. And that's what we're selling ourselves on. If you sell yourself on mediocrity, you can only occasionally disappoint. Set the bar strictly in the middle, is what I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a podcast about nothing in particular. And um, we're going to talk about, in this episode, we talk about uh, pop punk music. Uh, and have a really in-depth conversation on that. So if you're interested in that, it's going to be right up your street. We talk about uh, roller coasters and OK Magazine. So, you know, you get a you get a general idea, this garbage hour of media that you're about to listen to. This OK hour. Yeah, no, not, not garbage, OK. So, yeah, enjoy the podcast and come back next week for another one. Let's take a time to start because we've had this discussion uh, before, but we've had it very in depth and we've we've split it up a lot. But let's decide definitively on the big three of pop punk. Ever so, yeah. Overall, we have a big three of pop punk, and we can throw an honourable mention in there too. But you have to have solid reasons for each. We can have different ones. Um, I think you do yours, and then I'll do mine. Um. And we'll, you have to have reasoning, yeah, and it, and you have to take into account like size, popularity, body of work, um, any any external factors, everything. But the big three. If you if if an alien were to come down, and ask that question, yo, what's up with this pop punk shit? Yeah. If an alien came, wait, you be you be the alien. <laughs> Oh my god, an alien. Hey, I've just heard some pop punk. What's that all about, yo? I mean, it sounds like you already know with the, with those... No, that no. Lingo. I just kind of like... I was like... How did you learn English? Down, pop punk. You learned English through pop punk? Yeah, like I was switching radios over as I was landing. Right. Like I had some real good shit. Right. And I just want to like <laughs> get into pop punk a little bit. Right, okay. Well, so you pick... As you were circling Earth, you picked up the frequencies... Yeah, uh, Kerrang. Is that still a radio station? Do they still... Are they? I don't know. I've just got here. Oh, well, yeah, I suppose that's kind of pointless asking you. Where are you from, by the way? Where did you... Have you come far? You look like us. You're very... Yeah, I come from... Kreuzk. What was your... I don't remember what your question was. You didn't even introduce yourself. You're very rude, alien. Well, you're the one who stated I was an alien, so I'm, like, going along with this shit. Well, no, but this is... You know, you I, I came down listening to Kerrang! And something about pop punk was mentioned, and I just want to know more about it. Okay. I don't give a shit about, like, who you are or what this planet is. Well, that's I not, just want to know about that's pop rude. punk. That's quite rude. Yeah, it is rude, but pop punk sounds good. <laughs> 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 okay um so yeah what what the th- the big three and we, we'll throw an honorable mention in there too at the end but the big three um i think we there's one that we will both agree on naturally the the, the top dog is blink 182 i don't think there's i don't think there's anyone who could argue that point yeah blink 182 i don't think there's anyone that could argue that shaped pop punk masters of pop punk probably the biggest selling pop punk band Every, everything stems back to them, too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, everything... Because, obviously, you can go back further than them. But everything everything in, in what pop punk has become in the last 20, 25 years... Is it's Blink. Them, it, it's Blink. It's yeah. because of Blink. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So they, and every go. single band owes themselves to Blink in some way or will, like, say, like, oh, yeah, we grew up on... We grew up listening to Blink or you know whatever it's, it's always as it we always comes did. back to blink yeah as we i think we both grew up like yeah absolutely idolizing blink maybe absolutely. Yeah. yeah and and even even in bands that 
aren't, you know, you wouldn't necessarily say, oh, they sound like Blink. Like, it's not like, like a neck deep sounds like Blink. You can see the connection there. Yeah, it's a developmental like Blink. Blink, not Link. There's there's bands that don't necessarily sound sonically like Blink, but were influenced by Blink. Yeah, like, I think, like, Blink are like the Beatles of pop punk, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's a bold statement, but yes. Yeah, they broaden the horizons of pop punk. I think it's like a a tree and the roots come out from Blink, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. The branches, yeah. So I'd say they're like the godfathers of pop punk, or maybe not yeah. the godfathers. That's that's you could you would no. Probably, there's people earlier than Blink, but yeah, Blink so you could probably attribute like the godfathers are probably like the Ramones or someone. Yeah, but like, fuck, fuck them. But that's not for like, this conversation. Te- like technically, that's pop punk because it it's uh, at its very base level of what those two words mean. Yeah, it's pop music and it's punk. It's, it's punk music written in a poppy style with catchy choruses and major chords and like singability to it. Yeah. So that's the birth of pop punk, and then there's bands like you know the Descendants, Green Day, No Effects, and all that stuff. The Offspring who, who predate it, but Blinker, like what the definition of pop punk is now and will forever be, they embody that more than anyone else. So fart jokes. Yeah, dick jokes, fart jokes, simple major power chord progressions, catchy hooks, bouncy mm. American accents. Yeah, SoCal. That Tom DeLonge accent is is iconic. I know it gets the piss taken. Skateboarding out of it, as well. Yeah, skateboarding for sure. Uh, yeah. the, the culture, the, yeah. the you know, which is probably like I think it all links back to as well as Vans Warped Tour. I think that probably is like plays such a huge part on Blink before pop punk. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think they really idolised that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, so it's two now on an honourable mention because so Blink. But, but absolutely, I think there's no argument there. Blink, Blinker number one. And I think they dominate over anyone else as well. Like even the other two people that we eventually put in here. Easily, easily. Um, so we do. Should we do one each, or should we do a, a collective top three? Let's do a collective. That's um, yeah. okay. So you got two other spaces. I I, I want to put Green Day in there. I was but gonna I say. Don't know if we've only got three. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah, and also like you know, we, this argument is is taken from the the punk rock NBA's argument, but he, it's a very good point that he makes is that. They're not a pop punk band. No, they've got a pop punk album. Yeah. I'd push two or three. But yeah, like I, I'd say anything after American Idiot and after is not pop punk. No, and earlier, earlier. Well, yeah. I think the likes I mean, of Doohy, Warning. Doohy is the only one that you could consider a pop punk album. Yeah, and even then, not really. No, it's it's Green Day a lot punkier than they are pop yeah. punk. Is yeah. what I'd they're say. They're a punk band. They're they're a punk rock band. Yeah. Um. Uh, you, like their whole ethos their whole attitude is punk rock mm-hmm. you know Blink aren't Blink aren't like the the punk side of of, of pop punk Blink aren't that like no, they define it they define it yeah Green, Green Day are Green Day are the anti-establishment fuck the man you know break your guitar f- fuck the system kind Take of speed. attitude whereas I don't think Blink embody that and then furthermore I don't think any other pop punk bands really embody that no, a lot of punk bands do, but not really pop punk too. I mean, there's, there's signs of it, but it's Green Day, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's rule them out. So I don't think Green Day get in there uh, solely on the basis that I wouldn't I wouldn't call them a pop punk band. I think they get looped in with Blink. That's why people would associate them as a pop punk band, but I don't think they are. If you yeah. look at the music and their attitudes, they're not. So I don't think... I, similarly, like bands like The Offspring or like No Effects, you could call them pop punk bands, but I don't think they really are. No, they do take a lot from other um, sources, mm-hmm. don't they, really? And uh, to be fair, I don't think I'd throw them in there anyway. So sort of No, thing. I mean, Not I wouldn't you throw them would in like, at the top, but, but like, you, you, someone could make that argument. You could see that argument being made that, like, oh, no effects should go in there because they're oh, huge. absolutely, yeah. Or, like, you know, stuff like that. But I wouldn't call them... It wouldn't be band. strange to see them on the same bill. As no, like absolutely someone, not. I mean, it's yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, absolutely not. I'd, I would throw my hat in the ring for all-time low. Yeah, in terms of size, and we uh, we've spoke about this before, like mm-hmm. the like especially in the era they were in, like it's a, it's a difficult time for pop punk. Yeah, it wasn't really at the forefront. But they they really like done well. They rode the wave, didn't they? That Absolutely. they were on and outlasted their scene really, yeah. if anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they and they're the only band from that era that are still playing is still playing music that is v- mostly similar to the stuff they were playing at the start. Yeah, so like yeah. bands like Paramore and Fall Out Boy and Panic are still around. The stuff that they're doing now is completely different to what they were doing at the beginning. Uh, not that it's bad. I still love those bands, but it's it's not 
it's not what they started. Whereas like All Time Low are the closest to what they began at. Yeah, they've not done a Green Day, have they? And no. like changed the image and the whole ethos. Sort they of haven't thing. strayed really far from the original path, kind I of. I wonder thing. if they will down the line as they get older. Well, I mean, they did for a little bit. They kind of diverted their last two albums before Wake Up Sunshine, um, Last Young Renegade and Future Hearts, were a little bit more. They were poppier. Uh, they were like kind of more synth heavy and and a bit on that side, like. I think still though, like the skeletons of it were very pop punk. Yeah. Based songwriting and structure sort of things. I think so. that lends itself and this is I suppose a point with Blink as well because like we've talked about before ever since they came back or more particularly ever since Tom left it's not been the same and even Neighbourhoods wasn't really the same. They're like a Blink cover band aren't they? Kind of. And yeah, I think yeah. Neighbourhoods is like a what if album. Neighbourhoods is the, is the album that they would have made after the self-titled uh, or Neighbourhoods, sorry. Neighbourhoods is the album that they feel like they would have made after the self-titled. But it's not, yeah. But it's not that album. But uh, the thing with All Time Low is that it's the four original guys. It's the same four That's from start point. to end. And that makes a huge difference. I think you look at all a lot of those other bands, they have members leaving, new members joining. It changes in personnel and that changes the sound at the end of the day. Especially if it's someone like a songwriter. So like with Blink, Tom leaving... Or, um, you know, with Paramore, with the Faro brothers, um, I think it's Josh, I might be getting that wrong, it's Josh and Zach, I think, um, but the guitarist, either way, whichever one that was, he was a main songwriter for a lot of it, um, and when he left, the sound changed, Yeah. Um, and that makes a huge difference, so with someone like a songwriter does, yeah. leaves, you know, it, it changes everything, Yeah. whereas with All Time Low, it's, it's the same four guys, Alex writes the songs, but then they'll go in and change them all together kind of thing. But it's mm. it's the core of it has stayed the same. It's the same band it was in 2005. It's the same band it was in 2010, 2015, whatever. Yeah. And so it's it's a lot easier to stick to a, a plan, I suppose, or a path, or, or go whichever direction you want to go mm-hmm. when it's still the same guys. You know, you, there's no new heads in the room. There's no new, new people in the ear saying let's do this let's do that that's very true yeah and i think it's been successful enough to them for them to not change really like keep on going with yeah, what they have because i imagine that like and it's it's proven really is that like despite like the fans growing up with them i think they brought in new fans every album sort of thing they're still selling out arenas Absolutely. and bringing in young fans they're still know. growing i would argue i mean yeah it's it's hard to deny the the behemoth size of that band whether mm-hmm. you're a fan of them or not um simply through the longevity you know they've been around 15 years mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot longer than some other bands that ever last you know yeah. there are bands there are flashes in the pan in any genre really uh, there, there are artists who come and go there are flashes in the pan who have like one one huge hit or one huge album or two big albums whatever but lo- longevity says a lot more than oh, oh that album remember yeah. that band that album that they released was really good when, when was the last time they released something oh six years ago yeah you know longevity says a lot more consistency the fact that you're yeah. still making albums the fact that you're still going on tours the fact that you still have this huge fan base whether it's dwindled or grown yeah. the fact that you're still signed to a label then you're still getting paid and still getting releasing stuff you know it says a lot more oh it does definitely yeah. there's a reason to dip into hip hop really quickly you know love him or hate him it's the reason why Drake is probably the greatest rapper of the last 10 years uh, he's not the best rapper he's not the best songwriter he's not the best lyricist but he has the longevity under his belt he's been at the top for a decade yeah he almost becomes a pop artist doesn't he really yeah he does because like, yeah. of his size not necessarily because of his sound yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. but it, he's been at, he's been at the top for a decade mm-hmm. and when you stay at the top that says something yeah it does you're there for a reason because yeah. once you're at the top everyone else is coming for your head mm-hmm. you know what I mean everyone else is gunning for you Mm-hmm. especially in hip-hop as well but like everyone else is trying to knock you down and and like it's very easy to disappear it's very easy for an artist to be like flavor of the week and then you never hear from them again yeah definitely yeah so to stay up there to get back to all-time low to stay up at the top where they have and continue to grow and continue to release music that's very well received says everything about them really yeah not to disrespect like blink's latest two albums but it certainly feels like um they're being carried by the weight of the earlier their name stuff. Yeah, the name exactly. Yeah, the 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 fair, well the big three Blink albums almost sort of thing. Not really 
Current Blink. I think if Current Blink were a band who didn't have the previous work, they'd be a, a completely different size. Yeah, they don't. They, they're not prominent. They no don't one stick cares out about them as much. No. Yeah, they're just riding their name, aren't they? Yeah. So are you are you happy to throw All Time Low in there? Yeah, I'd throw All Time Low in there. Okay. Yeah, and then. Number three, I think the argument's got to be between Neck Deep and Story so far. I can't think of two others. Like, I know they're not as big as All Time Low or Blink, but like for their size in the modern day scene, for their influence on the modern day scene, like there's no other two bands for me who influence 2014 onwards pop punk. If it was, if it was just up to me and it was my list and I could do what I want with it. Which, I mean, I suppose I can, because, you know, no one's making us do this. It's our list. It, it is, it's our list. I'm not the alien anymore, by the way. Oh, yeah, we don't. We <laughs> still, you see, you've ruined the bit again. You've you ruined the illusion. What bit? If it were up to me, um, and it were my my prerogative, you know what I mean? I would say, I would put the story so far in there, because they're my favourite band of all time, and I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think if you... Because I, I, I agree. I'm trying to rack my brain and think who else would even get in the conversation. And I think I think you're probably right. It is maybe between those two. But I think Neck Deep do edge them out. Yeah, I do. Just on size, though, like, Neck Deep definitely edge out. And, it, and again, longevity as well. Neck Deep have been the biggest... They're the, they're the biggest band of the newer crop mm-hmm. the last decade or so. And they've been the biggest band of that newer crop for seven years now or so. I think what a good point about it is is that the latest Story So Far album, I don't think you can class that as a pop-punk album. No, I don't think you can at all. I think Neck Deep have been consistently 100% pop-punk the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Like, and I think that's that weighs into the argument, surely, is that like... It's harder to, to put a newer act on there when you're comparing them to these two other acts who have over 10 years under their belt and six albums minimum each you know what i mean and like they've done arena tours and they've been everyone in the world knows who they are you know what i mean the icons of the scene mm-hmm. whereas like neck deep are to me and you and people who've stayed involved and invested in the scene yeah but someone who's just like who liked alternative music in the, in the 90s or the 2000s but then kind of fell out of it or like if, if you liked alternative music in the 90s you know blink if yeah. you were like our age maybe a little bit older and you grew up like an alternative music in the 2000s you know all time lower mm-hmm. you don't know what's happened you you know dia maria uh, but you, you don't know what's happened to them you know what mm-hmm. i mean whereas like you have to kind of have been involved to know who neck deeper oh absolutely I like my friends who don't like pop punk don't know who neck deeper i think on a on a broader scale the likes of some 41 and you found glory probably bigger than neck deep but i don't think that like some 41 and Newfound Glory weigh in on the scene in the same way that Neck Deep do. I think, I think maybe Newfound Glory do. Huge influence. I think maybe Newfound Glory do. Huge songs, but like, for me, like, influence and like, in terms of carrying the scene, maybe, I don't think anyone is carrying the scene the same way Neck Deep do now. I think Neck Deep could maybe get the honourable mention. Uh, I, I think you could put them in there, but I think... I think we're overlooking a lot of bands as well, especially from that older era. You're some 41s, you new Fangorias, you Good Charlottes, Jimmy Eat World, All American Rejects, any any of those kind of bands. Mm-hmm. You're kind of overlooking those too. It's hard to though, isn't it? Like, because Blink is such like a like a god of that era. Because like, I think there's a shadow over the rest of those bands. Some 41 are just as much an embodiment of that era as Blink. Oh, definitely, definitely. Very punky, very If you're just taking those, like, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, from, like, 98 to 2003 or something like that, you take that era, Sum 41 are just as important and just as, like, emblematic of that American Pie, Spring Break, SoCal era of pop punk. But they haven't stayed the course yeah, the that, way that, that Blink that, that's did. That's it, yeah. I think uh, they die out, as like mm-hmm. a lot of bands do in the scene sort of thing. I mean, Even though they're still together and they're still releasing stuff and they have the longevity, it's like they became a kind of like metal band for one album. That, that Was it called Chuck, that album? Yeah, With, with the green hard, yeah. cover and the scribbles. That's kind of like a metal album almost. And they have that kind of like American idiocy style album. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. They lean towards that. Underclass Heroes are called. Uh, that's that's yeah, that's my favourite Sum 41. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, yeah. Underclass, um, 
Yeah, underclass hero. But they don't they don't stay on that pop punk track after all killer no filler. Uh, maybe does this look infected? Yeah, I I do agree with you. I am. I think that was me like argument when I say like I think some forty one and newfound glory are, are bigger bands than neck deep, but they don't carry the scene in the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like they kind of do. And newfound glory probably stayed a lot more pop punk than here. Newfound glory have kind of stayed at the level that they were at for the last like 20 years maybe yeah but they are huge like mm-hmm. I think a lot of I think they fly under the radar for a lot of people in Newfoundland yeah under Blink Shadow yeah, yeah a little bit yeah a lot of those bands did yeah, I think but then like you, a lot of the kind of like easy core bands so, like your, your data members four year strong chunk and stuff like that they often lend their beginnings to Newfound Glory yeah like Newfound Glory are kind of the, at the roots of that like easy core base of, of like mad guitar riffs and like more complex stuff mm-hmm. um the story so far comes from a, a newfound glory song so you can't write them off no really. i don't think you can write them off but i don't think the top three i couldn't i couldn't see myself putting newfound glory as a third yeah. and leaving out some i don't disagree that neck deep should be in there i just mm-hmm. it feels wrong almost i know what you're saying i do understand what you're saying i just think um it feels preemptive. It feels like they should be given that in in five or ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're still around and as big as they are, in like five years, ten years, but then it, you give them that. But if it isn't for neck deep and the story so far, do you not think that the um, the scene is is almost dead? Like I know there's other big bands in the current scene, but are they being? Is it being carried the same way without them too? I don't know. And is, mm. it, is it influenced the same way? I think a lot of bands stem from them too, in the same way. A lot of and more modern ha- bands for sure, yeah. It's hard, because I think if we were sitting here in 2006 and talking about Newfound Glory and Some 41, we'd yeah. be having the same conversation. Well, even 10 years ago, in 2011, you know, All Time Low have released maybe three albums up to that point, I think. They don't really get a look in at that point. Mm. I mean, they do, and they're huge, and you, you mention them, but they don't, they don't get the plaudits that we've just given them, which yeah. is like what I'm saying about Neck Deep. In five years, you could look back and go, yeah, no, it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. But to... It feels preemptive, like I say. So to, to put them in there this early almost feels... It's not wrong, but it, it feels a little bit like we're overlooking something. I just don't know what that is. I know what you're saying. It's like having a footballer who's 23 who's already broke loads of records, but like... Is Saying he gonna they're the greatest keep... of all time. It's like, well, yeah, you know, the it's best too early play to... you've ever had, yeah. It's, it's too early to make that call kind of thing. I do know what you're saying. I'm... I, th- I think we can throw Neck Deep in there. I think that, yeah, I think I'm okay with that. It's hard to counter-argue, isn't it, really? Yeah. Because, like... I don't know who else gets in there. Because I love the story so far, like I say, and I, I, they're my favourite band of all time. But I also do think that you could make the same argument with the Green Day thing with them, is that they're not really strictly pop-punk. Yeah, I... Especially the latest two albums, yeah, I think kind of like drift away. It's like kind of like the self titled and, and, and then the newest album for sure. Like it's softer after that, isn't it? Yeah, they lean into different genres a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say the first two albums are very yeah pop under punky. Soil and Dirt, and then what you don't see are definitely pop punk albums. But um, we said the same thing about Sum Forty One, didn't we? Sort mm-hmm. of thing, yeah. So so yeah, I don't think you can make that call. It's the same with the Wonder Years. I, I would I would put the Wonder Years in that mini discussion mm-hmm. of the top three the top three of the modern era if you were saying that it's them three it's yeah. Neck Deep the story so far in the Wonder Years um, maybe you put um, State Champs in there too but the Wonder Years are way different like they, their last album was way different and then even like um, No Closer to Heaven was weird mm-hmm. and like kind of alternative and not quite I don't know what you'd call it but it wasn't really pop punk they're like another Jimmy Weld aren't they sort kind of, of yeah, like, they're like a modern day not Jimmy. straight too far but definitely like yeah they're know, like a like modern day Jimmy moulded to different shapes over mm-hmm. the years like for me that's the top three I don't yeah. know who you'd like on honourably mention but neck deep blink all time low I think it spreads throughout the years as well yeah I think maybe yeah I agree with that I think that's the top three uh, I think honorable mention. You 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 kind of you have to go classic, and you have to give a shout to. You either go, you know, you give a shout to the Ramones for being the birth of it, or you give a shout to like, uh, you know, the Offspring or like 
the descendants or someone like that yeah for being like the catalyst that started blink or like um what's the screeching weasel you know someone like that mm-hmm. um who were blinks blinks blink almost mm-hmm. who's rode the wave best you think like over 20 years a period of 20 years has managed to stay the relevant. whole time that i think all time long I, I think, think reg- disregarding all time low because they're in the top three. I mean, like, oh, okay. Who's, do, who's done that for the longest? Because that would maybe be a worth. Yeah, a that's a good. That's mention. a good point. I would probably say Newfound Glory because a lot yeah. of their later stuff is is very similar to the earlier stuff as well. Like they, they haven't strayed too far from the course, mm. um, and they, you know it, that's kind of a strike against them as much as it is a point for them. Because they're they're like in their forties now, still releasing the same kind of songs that they were twenty years ago. <laughs> no disrespect. No, no disrespect. I love Newfound Glory, but um, yeah, I w- I would say maybe Newfound Glory. Yeah, I think the only two I can think of who do that really and have stayed relevant is um Newfound Glory and Jimmy. Yeah, but I don't even know if I'd, I'd call Jimmy but World. A Jimmy have like an emo after that. Him, yeah. After yeah, they've like jumped in and out. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. They dipped their toe in in the in the pop punk pool. Yeah, uh, it stayed sticked about a little bit. Yeah, you know? um, stuck, not sticked. Yeah. Okay. So what? Uh, Newfound Glory. I put Newfound Glory in there for honorable mention. You could maybe say Green Day, I suppose, just for the sake of like whether they like it or not, and whether it is true or not. They are always going to be regarded as a pop punk band. Yeah. They always will. It's it's that's hard with that brush now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when people think of pop punk, especially people who don't listen to it, who aren't like in the scene like me and you, when people, the layman thinks of pop punk, they think of Blink-182 and Green Day. Yeah, hands down. I think uh, just the size of the scene at the time just just overshadows everybody else, doesn't mm-hmm. it, sort of thing. Like, neck deep and no band compared to Green Day or Blink. Sadly, but, you know. I think the biggest thing is something we've said before of of... The biggest test of it, I suppose, is is you say, would this band be as big if they were 10 years earlier or if they mm. came out in 98? So would Neck Deep be as successful if they started in 2001? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if they started in 2008? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, that's not too far earlier than when they did start but you it's, get me no point. but it's a whole different like you get me point it's though. a whole like, different scene they, at that if, point isn't if, it yeah, if all time low formed in in 96 mm-hmm. are they as successful i would say yeah yeah I if all the other yeah, elements yeah. are the same like the the songwriting and the, the members and like the all of that stuff is the same but they just they're just you know X amount of years earlier, are they as successful? Do they have the the ability and the stones to be as successful? And I would say with all with all three of those bands, yes. It's scary, really, because I think if you put neck deep and like all time low in earlier generations, they're dangerously ahead of the time almost, and yeah, like they probably dominate over maybe even blinking green day. Well, you, you have to you have to take into account that they probably wouldn't be doing the same things that they did do. Of course, because that not, no. stems from earlier things. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah for sure. Like they they. Those I think both of those bands are as big, no matter where you put them. Yeah, definitely. You have the ability to to write because this because it all comes down to songwriting. At the end of the day, you write catchy songs. Can you write good songs? Can you write hits? Do you write good albums? Um, you know, an album track is a real teller of whether mm. a, a band is good or not. You know, because any not anyone can write a hit. That's 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 a phrase I hear a lot and I don't like that anyone can write a single or whatever that's kind of the hardest thing to do yeah but if is. you can you can go you can go and go okay this album's going to be 10 songs you can write three really good songs and then seven fine ones you can fill out the album with seven okay tracks yeah but some 41 for to, you to go no this is the opposite with with all killing no filler <laughs> yeah that's the only album that does that though <laughs> um no i disagree i think um the underclass heroes are a very very good album too but you can you can go ahead and, and fill out an album with okay, you know, just studio tracks, filler tracks. But when you when you sit down and listen to an artist and you listen to an album and there's like track four is a banger, and it's it's never been released as a single. It's not gonna get released as a single. But it, it track five is sick as well, and then track six is the second single, and then track seven's really good. Like every track on there is like any of these could be the single. Yeah, they could release any of these as the single and it would do well. I think that's what that's emblematic of of a a star of star power. 
in a band. That's definitely the argument for the story so far for me is like sometimes I wouldn't know what single to release with them. Like the album, yeah. album tracks are just so good, like and so bouncy and unique. Mm-hmm. It's like I'd take any of them as a single for when we were in the band. Absolutely, any of them for yeah. sure. Just great songwriting. All I there. just don't think they have the the pull over Neck Deep, unfortunately. All, all, I'd all love to put them in there. I prefer to put them in there. No shade to Neck Deep. I love Neck Deep too, but... Uh, a little bit of shade. No, no shade. Uh, I've met Ben Barlow multiple times and he's a very nice guy. A little bit of shade for um, me. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I, I, would love to, I would love to put them in there. I just don't think they have the, the size... Oh, I agree. You know, I do despite agree. being around for longer, I think they have a more niche. Yeah, but both the feet aren't in the pool, are these sorts of things? Uh, no, I think they are. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I, th- I just think Neck Deep command more eyes in that genre. More teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's a spike. I mean, yeah, but it's going to be way Are you long. crying? No. Is there a, is the tea? You'll know eyes? when I'm crying. Why? What does it sound like? It's not a sound. It's a an aura. It's an aura. Yeah. <laughs> There's no tears. Nah. It's just like a. It's an energy that I give off. <laughs> <laughs> like an, like a sudden edge to just leave the room. Like yeah. I'll just like after just bang. You know, like what people say when they feel like ghosts and they like oh it get it got cold. Yeah. It's like that. Oh shit. But it gets man. really warm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like uncomfortably warm. Just sweating. I'm yeah. like, oh god, Dom's gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> but I never do. I never do. I actually cry. It's just the the threat. <laughs> <laughs> the threat of crying. Will I know? Will will or will it take me a while to like pick up on it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I suppose that depends on how um, observant you are. In the and how well you know crying. me. Yeah, how well I know you're crying. Just how well you know me in general, I think. Have you ever cried around me before like that? Um. Yeah, I feel like I have. Yeah. It's probably I feel that, like I must have. It's probably that time I jumped out the window. <laughs> yeah, that was... Well, that didn't make me sad. I did feel like a sudden made me confused. Edge. They're very similar uh, feelings, emotions, but... They're not the same. Yeah, confused and sad. They give off the same aura with you, but yeah. but they're not. I'm all about that. <laughs> that's what. That's how I emote. Is I I fill the room with an energy. <laughs> you just turn to the camera and you just go. You can't feel the room, but I'm, I'm crying like, right now. I'm like one of the like a like a Deadpool, where like I know I'm in a TV show. I know I'm in like some Truman Show thing, but none of you do. So yeah. I like turn to the, I'll like I'll gym the camera as it were, and I'll turn and give like a a look. And everyone, what the fuck are you looking at? You'd make an amazing like actor because like any scene that you're in where it demands like a high level of emotion, they'd have to put subtitles saying he's crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cries in aura. <laughs> Cries in in essence. All the characters can feel the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a good character in a book. Yeah, you would, yeah. Because you, you, maybe you'd like, the book would start trembling. And, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, what's happening? Oh, yeah, the actual, like, <laughs> yeah. that someone's reading. Yeah, when you just turn to that page. I haven't even started reading the crying bit yet. I'm just like, whoa, something feels wrong here. You're just thinking about reading it. <laughs> and it's on your desk. Like, it's like, the other side of your room, the book's on your desk. And you're like, oh, I'm like, I got that new book for my birthday the other week. And, you know, my mum, my mum got me that book. She, she saw it and she thought, oh, this is something that, that you, my son might like this is like right up his alley and you you sat there and you think the about cry. Reading, you think about reading it and the book just starts vibrating <laughs> by Sean Deals The Cry <laughs> The Cry I, I get to that page and just can't read anymore and I just put it down like you know like when you leave like a book open oh yeah like, like on the table page down and I just like for like six months my room just doesn't feel right this <laughs> <laughs> mini earthquake <laughs> You used to spend a lot of time in your room, Connor. You've been down here a lot recently. What? What is? Is everything okay? Yeah, I can't go in there anymore. Well, why? What's? What is it? What's the matter? I don't have a fucking clue. I just read some page on a book, or tried to read some page in a yeah. book, and just, I can't go up there anymore, man. You can't because you've been sleeping on the couch. I didn't want to say anything. Like I didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable. But is it? No, the couch is too elevated towards the upstairs. I have to sleep on the floor these days. Oh wow! But uh, some. Uh, 
I don't understand. You were reading a book. That was the last thing I'd done, but yeah, and it just, yeah. And you think that's the reason? I mean, it's got bad reviews, so I don't know if it is the book. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's, that's an interesting concept, a book that can, like, change the emotion in the room. I mean, uh, I suppose if you're reading a book out loud, it can do that. A scratch and sniff. A good book does that. A scratch and sniff. <laughs> that's the future of 3D technology. Scratch and sniff film. 4D technology. Oh. Sniff. Smell. I went to a 4D um, cin- like cinema years and years ago. It must have been like 10 years ago now in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a, a little experience. And we queued for ages to get in. We must have been queuing for like 45 minutes to get in. It's near the London Eye. It was only a small little room. Like 30 seats or something. And um, you got the 3D glasses. Not the like the classic, like the red and blue ones. They're like the black ones. Yeah. You got the 3D goggles and you go in there and these seats are like, you know, they're like IMAX seats where they're like proper cushioned and like really nice seats. They were like those. Yeah. And it was, the, the film was just like a, a a journey from like a bird's point of view through London. Okay, yeah. Um, but there were like fans in the walls that like when the bird's going, you feel the air. Like and that was wind. like the 4D part of it. It's yeah. like the, the, the physical experience of it. And like the sh- the chairs would like shift as like the the camera tilted, you know, as as it tilted left, the chairs would like tilt a little bit left, so you felt like you were going that way or this way. Uh, and then like there was one part where it flew through like a kids' party or something. There were bubbles, and like bubbles came out of these like little jets like into the room, so you could like literally feel the bubbles popping and stuff. It was quite cool. It wasn't. It, I mean, I don't know how m- much money it was because I was only little, so I didn't pay for it, but. I don't think it was worth the 45 minute wait I feel like I enjoyed it as a kid but I, I wouldn't do it now it's a bit underwhelming sort of thing yeah because it was only like 20 minutes long or something yeah I it was just... like a little short like it wasn't a film you know what I mean it was an experience yeah it was a 4D experience or whatever I swear I went to something similar like in Florida where it was um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids yeah yeah that film uh-huh. and like you're the crowd, but you're like in a shoe. Rick Moranis. Yeah, I think he's the dude in this little mini like film. No, he's as well. the guy from the film. So yeah, the same, so. it was like a little special for this sort of situation, mm-hmm. and it was like the same situation. You were like in a shoebox, and like you'd feel like ants crawling along your like your feet. Oh yeah, yeah. So It was the same situation. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I wonder what they have. They, they never really did anything with that technology, but th- I've never been a fan of three D technology. No, same. I don't go to the. F- I've never gone to watch a three D f- one three D. I've seen it a, a handful. I could count on one hand, maybe. Spy Kids was the first Spy one. I think Kids that's for 3D. a lot of people. That was the. I think that was the first. I feel like, like it was. widely theatrically released three D film. Yeah, but three D is like the gimmick of it all. Is is just a. Like, it doesn't lend anything to the film. That's it. It's it just like oh, away. and the fingers coming out the screen. Oh, you're gonna get poked, and we'll don't get poked. <laughs> but it never worked properly. Like it never really yeah. felt like it. I don't think you can like really. Your killer scenes would have to be when the 3D technology was used. But yeah. I imagine like most of the time the scenes were just like these irrelevant bits where like some old woman's just like eating a lunch and like a yeah, little and broccoli the, the falls knife off. comes out as yeah. she's like cutting something. Yeah, it's like. I'm pretty sure one of the Harry Potter films, one of the later Harry Potter films, maybe like Deathly Hallows Part 1 or something, came out in 3D. And I didn't go to watch it in 3D. I went in 2D. But um, a friend of mine, I can't remember who, went to watch it in 3D. And they were like, oh, it's just like occasionally when they point the wand, the wand would come out the screen. I got hit by spells, dude. But it's like, it's, no, but not even that. <laughs> it's not even like the burst of light coming out the screen or anything like that. It's just the wand looks like it's coming out the screen. It's just like a gimmick. Just like, like, I'm glad it died. I'm glad that 3D died as a, as a, I mean, I know it's still used occasionally, but like, I'm glad that it, it's not a thing. It didn't take off because it was just crap. Just totally like malfunctions and like loads of kids just like run out of like a Harry Potter film. Just like it's like rats and cats and shit. Like all the spells, <laughs> the spells have spells hit them. Oh work. no. <laughs> <laughs> we took my son to see the Deathly Hallows part two and now he's a cat. <laughs> he was killed by Voldemort. <laughs> 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 uh, that's that's totally like a story for like one of those okay magazines do you know what I mean my son was killed by Voldemort <laughs> yeah for sure god those magazines are garbage I used to read them all the time in QVC because like really? mums there's nothing else to do mums just leave them lying about sort yeah. of thing there was one and some guy like was just living his best life and he was on holiday at this water park 
And on this water slide, he started sneezing right. And then for something like six months, he couldn't stop sneezing, right? And he sneezed himself to death. And I don't know if it's true because it's in OK magazine, but that was that's a what good I was going to say. Like, because I've heard stuff like that before mm-hmm. about people who like get can never stop sneezing. I've never heard anyone who sneezed themselves to death. That seems <laughs> far fetched. But I've heard stuff before about people who like just not start sneezing one day and then ne- they're never able to stop. Yeah, like it's just something something happens. But yeah, I do wonder how much of the stuff. I mean, it's got to be most of the stuff in those magazines is just made up. Oh, it's people just selling stories. Because how do you verify that as well? It's like oh, you, yeah. you've been framed in magazines. Like, like, <laughs> how do you verify that though? How do you go like, oh yeah, uh, six months ago I, I was on holiday and I started sneezing and now I haven't stopped since. Like, uh, how, that's so how, true. Have you been video in the last six how do months? You, how do you check that? Because <laughs> they can't get much money. It can't be much money to sell a story to one of those magazines. No. Like if we came up with some like insane shit here. And rang rang okay or hello or one of those magazines up, and was like, oh yeah, we've got we me brother, blah 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 blah, and came up with some crazy story. It's like, my friend doesn't cry; he just gives off an aura, and yeah. you can feel it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's got to be like a hundred quid or something, if that. Yeah, like that's what like, I mean. Like the you've been framed in magazines. It's just, just like, got to be people who are like a bit down on their luck. I wonder where like looking to make a, a quick little bit of money. Yeah, it's got to be, like, just, like, single mums out there, like, just with, like, five you know, kids, just, like, just go, oh, God, what are we going to no do? No shame on that, you know, make your no. money. You no. Know. That's, yeah. not, that's not your fault. I'd do it if I had a story. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I always wondered about you've been framed that, it was always interesting to me, and this will be, this will be something for, uh, for uh, the people who are, like, our age, English listeners, of um, growing up watching that. And it's still on to this day, and occasionally, like, I'll, uh, we'll have family around in my house or whatever at my mum's, and it'll just be on the TV just for some something on as background noise kind of thing. Yeah, my mum loves it. Yeah, but it's because it's like it's what it was always on when we grew up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like that's that program's been on for years, years and years and years. It's on every year, they do new seasons of it all the time, but all of the clips are from shitty camcorders with yes. American families from like. 2001 it's like, <laughs> it, man. have you had a new clip submitted in ever like what the fuck is going on because like my camera on my phone is not great but it's better than anything that came out three years ago yeah that's man. how quick technology advances so it's like how are all of these shitty camcorder with videos from weddings where the bride falls into the cake and it's like <laughs> Because it's only these people kid, who watch like, you've been framed now. off trampolines. It's like, uh, but you can see like they have like that camcorder thing like with the time, with the and, time the corner, and the yeah. date, and it's like December fourth, two thousand and two. And it's like, what the? F- was this just sitting in the bank? <laughs> like, was this just in the vault? <laughs> they saved up and like by like two thousand five, they're like, okay, nobody can send any more videos anymore. Oh, well, no, they're still taking <laughs> videos, but like that's it. The you've been framed will outlive all of us <laughs> like it'll go past the heat death of the universe because they've got that many videos backlogged oh god it probably takes them that long like i bet they go through about 10 like videos of nothing before they yeah. find one where it's relatively okay yeah and also that's another one how do you verify that like how do you verify that it's not fake i mean i suppose it doesn't matter at the end of the day it doesn't matter if it's fake or not because it's if it's funny yeah if, if, if a fake laugh works yeah. over it i always remember watching that as a kid and being like because you know people hate themselves is always funny so as long as they're not seriously hurt, it's always funny. Yeah. But I remember like watching it as a kid and me nan would always like laugh along until it was like little kids falling over, like a kid falling off a swing or something. And she'd go, oh no. Really? Oh yeah. no. And she wouldn't laugh at that. Well, why man? I don't know. I was worried just, about that you. wasn't funny. What if that happens to Dom? Maybe. What if Dom, Dom falls off like a quad bike and like My s- little smashes brother, his head on the ground? She won't like that I... Uh, told this tell this story but she um, will never listen so it doesn't matter but um, my my brother my little brother Thomas when he was I don't know this story exactly but when he was young when he was a baby mm-hmm. uh, we were on holiday in Turkey uh, and we were on one of those little like mini cruises that they do yeah um, and he was my he kind of crawled out of me nan's arms on like the second f- floor of this ship like yeah. the dock it wasn't that high it was only like you know six foot or something like a little upper floor thingy 
um, and he kind of crawled out and crawled over the barrier and fell. Oh and, shit! And like fell like and hit his head. And every time that story gets brought up, she she's like, no, no, makes a shiver. No, she no, she just doesn't want to talk about it. <sighs> Does not want to even think about it. I'm a bad but it's dead funny because it's like that happened to our <laughs> Thomas when he was, a baby. He was dropped <laughs> on his head. Oh man, I feel sorry for him. Like maybe she threw him. Maybe she did. Yeah. But again, there's no proof. No. Maybe you could say it hasn't okay negatively magazine. affected him. I don't think. He seems mm. very intelligent. Yeah, maybe that improved his intelligence. He's definitely smarter than me. Yeah. That's if, a, if you're out there, Tom, you are smarter than Tom. You are. You, I would argue that. I mean, it's relative. You know, it's it's contextual. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, for sure, he's more. He's more book smart than me. Yeah, he likes his books though. Yeah, doesn't he? but I think he got better like grades than I did at like. Uh, GCSE and stuff like that like and uh, he's always been like more uh, more academic that's the right word so I don't think getting dropped on his head negatively affected him that much I, I remember going down a slide in Florida I think I've told you this story before how old were you? Um, eight yeah. and it was in a water park in like Universal Studios or mm-hmm. I don't think what's the other one um, Disney World it was Disney World yeah I think Universal might be in um, it's LA. in Florida as well we went oh, to that yeah well. There might um, be two of them. I don't know. They're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was going down this slide, and it was just like one of those typical like downhill, round tube sort of things. Mm-hmm. And I get like near the bottom, and I like lift my head up, and for some reason, some stupid American reason, there's a bar just like at the top of this tube. Oh, oh god! I hit my forehead like straight on it, like sliding down the slide, and knocked myself out. And I woke up in this pool, and mm-hmm. I'm just like floating in this pool, and I like come round, and I'm like looking round, and there's just some American dude just going, "Get the fuck out of the pool!" Like there's people coming down this slide right now. Seriously? Yeah. And I was like, he I wasn't was, even concerned. Yeah. And I was this like, kid's in eight. the fucking way. Yeah, get out the way, dude! Stop knocking yourself out. This kid is in the way. <laughs> so I, I got out the pool and was just like, that guy on. definitely let multiple kids drown. Yeah, after there was probably bodies around me. It was that just kid, two in distance. That, that guy let kids yeah. drown for yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't get paid enough to save kids. I probably there probably was. You're a bodies. lifeguard. <laughs> they probably have like a shed at the back where like they let like lifeguard it's really easy to it's too easy to become a lifeguard. Yeah. They yeah. let like teenagers do that. Make sure everybody is safe. That's like a famously like oh, my first job was a lifeguard when I was sixteen, like no one, no lifeguard should be 16. Yeah, no disrespect to any lifeguards, but fuck you. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's a serious, important job. Yeah. Like, guarding people's lives. No lifeguard should be a 16-year-old kid. I couldn't guard my own fucking life when I was 16. I barely can now. I can't, I shouldn't, you shouldn't be put in charge of, like, 30-plus people. Even at, like, a pool. Never mind, like, a water park. Like, just a pool. It's sad the humans need that type of person. Like, there's no one else on the beach who can swim out and save this child. <laughs> like, they need, like, some specially trained we need dude. A, we need a 14-year-old kid who took one course. <laughs> who's doing this because his mum's making him get a job. He's got level two in swimming. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I haven't been swimming in a long time. Yeah, I don't really enjoy it. I do. Do I, you? Yeah. I feel like that's... We were talking about fitness earlier. I feel like that's something that I could get behind. Really? Yeah. yeah. In a bath. Yeah. Yeah. Like doing laps and stuff. Mm. I enjoy. I enjoy. I've always enjoyed being. I learned to swim underwater when I was like really young. Again in Turkey, we went to Turkey a lot when I was a kid, and I, I learned to swim underwater. Um, I think I think I'm getting that right. When I was like maybe like t- three, mm-hmm. two or three, and I've always loved. Uh, I've always loved the water. Like I like being in the water. I, I like, love the sea, like, but not like pools really. I, yeah, I'm. I'm the opposite way. Around. I mean, I like the sea, but I'm. I'm. I feel really comfortable in the water, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like I could do that as if, and swimmers are like fit, man. Yeah. Like swimmers have like great bodies because it's a full body workout swimming. That's it's it, not man. like a specific thing, like lifting weights or jogging or anything like that. It's a full body workout. Arms it's and legs. Intense. Yeah, definitely, man. Do you like um, like waves, like big waves? Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. love to learn to surf. That'd be Would cool. You, yeah. yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like, it's mental, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's, it's such a skill. And I'd love to go, like, scuba diving, like, deep-sea scuba diving or something. Oh, that's like with sharks, man. That was yeah. so good, yeah. That 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 doesn't interest me. No. Um, like, no. Um, the animal thing, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, what's... You know, you're just in the, in their way. Like, what's the point? Yeah. And, like, people who, like, swim with dolphins. I mean, you know, no shade or anything. No real shade, anyway. But 
that doesn't really interest me. But going like deep sea scuba diving and like, you know, go, going into like a coral reef and like just seeing the, the majesty of the ocean, that would be really cool. Yeah. I think that would be cool. What's left of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing the majesty of shopping trolleys and <laughs> plastic bags. Dead homeless dude just yeah. like at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> just like trolled in one night. <laughs> Imagine if you went deep sea scuba diving and found a body. <laughs> Wow, you could sell your stories at OK Magazine. You definitely could sell your stories at <laughs> OK Magazine. You're like that one might go a bit higher. You're like you could, yeah. you could aim higher than like trash magazines with that one. Yeah, the Daily If Mail. you went, if you went scuba diving and found a foot, then you could sell that to like OK Magazine. <laughs> That's a, that level. Found a foot. You found like a hand. <laughs> what was it attached to? I don't know. I didn't check. Not like a severed. Like you find like a severed foot. Yeah. That's like OK level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, but if you find a body. That's a souvenir, that man. You find a body, you can at least go to BuzzFeed. <laughs> or Reddit. Or Reddit, yeah. Reddit's maybe not like make like shit. a added YouTube video, maybe make a couple of pound off that yeah. as well. Yeah. Sell your story to some news YouTuber <laughs> in an interview. Like CNN. I, you, that's, that's, I was going to say get you five minutes of fame, but that wouldn't even get you your three and a half minutes of fame. No. Millions of people have found hands do. What are you on about? You're not that special. <laughs> I remember going to Turkey, and there was a name, Hurricane. Oh. Right. It, no, not a hurricane, sorry. Not a hurricane. Um, I was going to say, I don't think they happen in that area. They will. Tornado. Yeah. Um, and What's the difference? So, hurricane's a big storm. Hurricane's um, on land, isn't it? Or do they both come from I, the sea? I don't know. Both can happen on both, I think. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they orig- both originate from the sea, mm-hmm. but go on to land. Yeah. Um, Hurricane's just like a storm. Isn't I'm going to find out the difference, storm. but keep talking. And then a tornado's like literally like a, a whale. You know what I mean? I'm going um, to find out the difference. So I was on holiday in Hurricane. I was on <laughs> holiday ho- in Hurricane. I was on holiday in was Hurricane. Holiday in a hurricane. In Texas. And um, no, I was on holiday in Turkey. And this tornado was, it was really like stormy. And there was this tornado out at sea. Mm-hmm. And you could see it, and it was like really exciting watching it happen. Yeah. It was like it was a bit like the adrenaline pumped in you. You're like, is this coming to us? Especially when you're like far enough away that like you can you can. It's like watching through observe. a glass. Yeah, you can yeah. observe it. Yeah, that's it. And um, like this going was, to a hurricane zoo. This was happening out in the sea, and it was really stormy, and we had to stay in that night. But the next day, we decided to go the um, to the sea to go and lie on the beach. Blah blah blah. It was sunny again. You're on holiday. Uh, yeah, we're on holiday, man. This is, tornadoes don't get in our way and um, we went down to the sea and the waves were like eight foot yeah like they were huge and there was just dead fish everywhere yeah. it was like the, as a, like an 11 year old kid it's the dream yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, sure. I'm like oh my god look at this fish you know, look at this fish you were like yeah kind of put the fish down <laughs> I remember getting thrown stop by touching the, wave. the fish you're gonna get a fish disease <laughs> just waggling the fish mom let's cook mom. it let's cook it but we can't <laughs> yeah, but stop um, touching the fish, Connor. Yeah, they got diseases. <laughs> yeah, but the, the waves would throw me at the ground, man. It was just so fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a dream. I've never been in that intense waves in a, in a real life, like in a sea scenario. Mm-hmm. I've only ever been in like intense waves in like a wave pool. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, oh, this is a good link up. Um. Oh, just before I forget, the the biggest difference between hurricanes and tornadoes is how big they are and how long they last. Hurricanes are typically hundreds of miles in diameter with high winds and heavy rains. Tornadoes usually last no more than a few minutes. Yeah, so yeah. So tornadoes are like a quick part of the storm, whereas like a hurricane's an event. Yeah. Hurricanes are the dangerous ones. Torn- I mean, tornadoes are obviously dangerous too, but like, they're not going to... Tornadoes are like a flash in the pan. Don't like tornadoes, like, they happen for like... I swear when we watched this one, it was like 10 minutes at mm. most. And then sometimes they'll like die out and like reemerge somewhere else. Yeah, you know because like all the temperature, air currents, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah. temperature. Yeah, uh, the, you just reminded me though, talking and talking about water parks and stuff. What is your favorite water park attraction? Mm. What's the What's your go to? What are you spending the most time on in the in the water park? The rapids. The rapids. Going round the water park on the, the lazy river. Yeah, the yeah, lazy mine river. Too. Mine too. Absolutely. <sighs> We went to this. Uh, we went to this water park in Spain once when I was uh, younger, and uh, the, it was huge. Where I don't remember Spain? where it was. No. Um, well, it wasn't. It, we we only ever really went to Mallorca. 
Okay, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever even been to mainland Spain. Mm. Uh, but so it must have been somewhere in Mallorca, but it was huge, and the lazy river like like they do encompassed the whole thing right the way around and it was boss it took like 25 minutes half an hour yeah. to get all the way around and me and our Libby just sat on it like all day in the like the blazing hot heat and it's just boss to just chill in a big ring yeah it's I'd love so to fun. do that now as an adult with like a drink like that'd be sick like just chill in a big lilo in a big not a lilo in a big like inflatable ring what are they called inflatable ring they definitely have a name <laughs> let's go with inflatable ring um with like a, a, a beer and like sunglasses on just tanning and chilling that's like yeah i'm not a person who likes to be inactive either like that on holiday in general just like lying around in yeah, the sun, yeah in general like the mm-hmm. not doing anything physically not doing anything doesn't super appeal to me mm-hmm. um so, so like the idea of like sunbathing for half an hour no i'm not gonna do that yeah i get bored I'll do yeah. it for five minutes and I'll get bored. Need to explore. I get bored like so too quickly in that scenario. I need to keep moving and keep active and keep my brain going on different things or whatever. Um, but in a scenario like that, just on the water, because you are constantly moving as well. So that takes that thing out. That's why like I like I, I'm a fan of like I like long bus journeys. Yeah, me or long too. train journeys. Like when I used to go to London, uh, that was a six hour coach ride. And I I love I love that, like just being able to put a podcast on or put a film on or whatever or music play on my switch and just i'm stationary but i'm still achieving something you yeah, know you're mean? going somewhere. i'm still i'm still moving yeah whereas like i struggle to like i I'll, I'll only listen to podcasts if i'm like if i go on a walk or if i'm doing something else like i can't sit and listen to a podcast yeah and just do that yeah because i i can't sit still basically I, f- I feel the same. I feel like as well, like I talk better when I'm walking, like outside, like compared to being sat in a room with someone, like just your mind seems to work better. I wonder if that's because you, you, this part, the part of your, the other part of your brain is actively focusing on the walking part that you're doing true. something else. So your, your talking part is, is freed up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, the rest of your brain's working on the, we're going this way. So I need to move me legs and I need to remember what way I'm going and not trip over anything and all that shit. Yeah. Like, no, I wonder if that's no that. distractions yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. You're preoccupied with something else. So you, that part of, of your brain, the conversation part of your brain is freed up. That's true. Though, well, yeah. that, that seems like something that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But yeah, to get, to get back to that. No, the, the lazy river thing like that does sound that's it. It's, it's the best thing. Like I like water slides. I like a wave pool. I like all that stuff, but lazy river for yeah. sure. It's the best part of a water park. Yeah, it's the right amount of movement, isn't it? For sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just slow enough, but like just chill. Yeah. What are you an amusement park guy? I've never enjoyed roller coasters. No, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Freaked me out a little bit. You know? I didn't go on them until I was like maybe fourteen. Like I, I, they scared me. I'd I'd been on them as a little kid, like not intense ones, obviously, but I'd been on some as a little kid and I didn't like them, mm-hmm. and then that put me off them for a long time. But Libby and Thomas uh, were really into them. Um, so at, whenever we went to an amusement park or like whenever I went, you know, you go with school. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the year, I, I stopped going to those because uh, I knew oh, I'm not I'm not wasting paying the money to go or whatever when I'm just not going to go on anything. So I just stopped going, took a day off instead. But whenever I'd go with my family or, or whatever, the, me, me brother and my cousin would go and get on every ride because they yeah. loved them. I, and I'd uh, like sit with me mom. Um, and then I was like, maybe I must have been like 14, 13, 14. And I started going on them again. And I, it's just not, I'm just not about it. Yeah. I don't like the, like, especially there's not a roller coaster, but like spinny ones, like the teacups and shit like that. What the, why, why are you doing that to yourself? I, the uncontrollably spinning is like my worst nightmare. Yeah, no. Like my way, it just makes you feel sick. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you want to do that? The only ones I like are the ones that, the ones that go up and then drop down yeah I like that I'm on board with you those ones them, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like those ones because that's that's one direction in it's sensation mm-hmm. but the extra movement of a roller coaster boom boom but swinging left and right and up and Upside down, down. And all, all that crazy shit yeah those crazy ones where like the, the like the uh, what's the one in is it Thorpe Park uh, or Alton Towers the really intense one the Genesis is it called maybe uh, yeah um, and it has like corkscrew spins and like mad upside down shit like why 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 do you want to do that to your own body it just freaks me out i'm like one of those people as well who's like hyper aware 
of the fact that like there's a million and one chance this could go wrong. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't apply in in different scenarios for me. Like I, I never think about that. Like I I, I love flying. Mm-hmm. I, I love flying. Uh, and w- I went to New York when I was eighteen. But before then, I hadn't been on holiday in like eight to nine years because mm-hmm. we like couldn't afford it for a long time. So I hadn't been abroad we'd been on holidays but it was like oh we're going to the lake district or we went like to ireland or whatever um but i hadn't been and we we took a ferry over to ireland when we went to ireland but uh, i hadn't been on a plane in years and years and then we went on we flew to new york and that was like an 18 hour flight i think and i love that like i've always loved flying um probably for the same reason like i like going on long bus rides and stuff but that thought never occurs to me like well there's a one in a million chance that this plane could crash yeah it's never like that but then, yeah, on a roller coaster or something like that, it's just it just doesn't feel safe, yeah. does it? It's not. It doesn't no. feel secure. You're just flying through the air. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it feels like you you're testing God. Yeah, it does. Like you 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 puffing your chest up to to death and going, do yeah, go on, try, <laughs> try, have have a go if you think you're hard enough. I think that's why people must love it because of that adrenaline. Oh, it kick. is. That's yeah. that's absolutely what it is. It's, yeah. it's the thrill in it. Mm. But I'm just not. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. No, I'm not really. I'd love either. to go skydiving. Would you? I don't. I'd love to go skydiving, but I wouldn't go bungee jumping. I don't think I could do either. You know, uh, no. It's it's again. It's that million in chance thing. Like, I know the the realism of it is that I'll probably be yeah, safe, but sure. it's that I could be that one. You know yeah, what I mean? You could always be that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. I think bungee jumping feels scarier to me. Just I, I you... think it's more likely that a bungee cord would snap than a parachute wouldn't work. Yeah, I think so. And it's probably not. No, but that's what I think it feels right. like to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, when you go skydiving, like the first couple of times, you have to do it with a professional. Like you're strapped to someone, aren't you? Yeah. You have to You have to have been a few times. Uh, maybe you have to get a certificate or some shit uh, to go on your own. There's definitely like safety checks and stuff Yeah, so like, like that, being yeah. with a professional would make me feel calmer too. Mm. It's like, this guy wouldn't be doing it if, if he didn't think it was safe. That's true. Whereas yeah. like bungee jumping, it's like, nope, you just... See ya. Your legs are just strapped to this harness. Let's push you off a bridge. Yeah, those guys normally like kick you off. Yeah, and stuff like that. No, I could not do that. <laughs> yeah, tie you to like a little plastic chair and then just kick you off. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. no, that's that sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah, same, same stuff like I don't like flying really myself. Really? Yeah. yeah. Not a fan of flying. I w- I wasn't too bad, and we went to Corfu in Greece, and there was a storm when we tried to land, mm-hmm. um. The pilot tried to land three times. Each time he hit the runway and then bounced off. Ooh. And we had to go back up into the air. And after the third time, I think there's like some sort of measure where you go, okay, we can't land here. So we had to fly to the other side of Greece, to Thessaloniki, and land there. And then we had to travel across Greece the next day on a coach for like wow. eight hours and then get a boat to Corfu. And but like that. At that point in the sky where we were bouncing off the runway, it was like, yeah, are no, we going to crash? Yeah, that's yeah. Like, like, I've been on flights with turbulence and stuff, but never never anything like that. Yeah. So that, I think that freaked me out a bit with flying mm. sort of thing, but I'll be over it. I've flown since then. It wasn't too bad, so... Yeah, no, I like flying. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know what it is about it. I've always been... A, I've always liked flying. It's just I think very, I like the wonder of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a rarity, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not really. You know, there are arguments within the, like, aviation circles, or, like, the scientists who, like, run the game kind of thing in that area. They don't know. There's two principles of, like, how... Basically, I don't know the science here, and I'm butchering this, so, like, forgive me, but um, there are, like, two main principles of how airplanes stay in the air, and they don't know which one is more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about this, yeah. That's insane. Yes. that is insane the the flight the aviation industry is a multi-trillion dollar industry how have you not figured that out yet <laughs> how do you not know which one is more important well you can fly in the sky but we don't know how it works that, how did how is that possible i don't is it just it must just be momentum mustn't it? I oh i have no idea i wouldn't even yeah. know to weigh in uh, but like how the the people in charge should <laughs> it's not my job to know that stuff you feel like there should have been like a checklist before like they started flying people everywhere and yeah like, okay, okay it shouldn't have gotten yep. this far without you knowing what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've got lucky so far maybe one day like imagine that in any other industry though imagine like 
so you imagine you were like getting your first car and they were like and you they, you were getting all the safety measures you know oh, you, you need to be careful with a car because you could kill someone or you could kill yourself you know the very it's a very dangerous every operating heavy machinery is a very dangerous thing yeah and you were like oh okay well you know what's more important the 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 speed or the brakes oh i have no idea we have no idea oh, we don't know <laughs> we do not know just be careful <laughs> you just got to play it by ear you know situation to situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would never get in a car <laughs> i would never get in a car <laughs> you'd be driving your car every day thinking this could be the last time you're driving everywhere at three miles an hour <laughs> like what the <laughs> Well, that was a good first episode, I feel. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think we did well. For the first time. Do you think, would you say that we did okay? Ish. Well, that's not hitting, you know, that's not on brand. Well, that's like 4.9 to 5.1 out of 10. That's a small margin. That's the ish margin. That's the ish. 0.2 is an ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm on board with that. So thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of the OK Podcast. Uh, We're going to do more of these until either we get bored or everyone tells us to stop because it's very bad. Probably the latter. I would put money on the latter, but, you know, let's not sell ourselves short. And also I have no money, but let's not sell ourselves short. Yeah. You know. 5.1. Like I said, we, we set the bar strictly in the middle and it'll probably be fine. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.